Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name's Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. And today I've got some amazing news. You can now order your very own version of the Joy of Being book, supporting hardworking mums to stress less and live more. If you're the type of mum who is struggling with the burdens of motherhood or modern day life, then this will be a perfect book for you. If you're curious, you want to know more and you want to see what's up with that book, you can do so at www.marinapearson.com slash book. And on today's show, I have the beautiful Jan Chipman. Jan is Chip Chipman's wife and who I interviewed last week. And this week I get to interview her too. She's also been a very close mentor of mine and is a beautiful friend as well as a beautiful human being. And we spoke about love and the truth as this is the main, if the only ingredient to have a long lasting and healthy relationship. Jan spoke of her times in prisons and and the miracles that she saw by working with people there. We also spoke about mums and the roles that we play and how love can be amazing elixir to helping us see and grow our children. She also spoke of her journey and how she went from being really miserable to being a very, very happy human being and how that had a massive effect on her relationship. So she's been involved in sharing this understanding for the last 40 years and is just generally an amazing, an amazing being and soul. So if you are struggling with your relationships, if you are bickering with your partner, um, you're having a hard time with you, your children, or even someone at work, this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome everybody. And today I'm super, super excited to be uh, sharing the next 45 minutes to an hour with a, such a beautiful, beautiful being that is of Jan Chipman, Chip Chipman's wife over 50 years, um, as he was so proud to tell us the other day. So Jan, I know personally, and I've known her for what, that, is it five years now? Feels like a lifetime but I completely fell in love with her when I first met her and I've been working on and off uh, with, with her as well as Chip for the last feels like lifetime. <laughs> and she's had a very profound effect on me and my own innate well-being. So I'm super excited to have her here today to talk about whatever shows up in the conversation and <laughs> wants to be expressed. So welcome, Jan. Thank you, Marina. And you're one of my favorite people too, I have to say. <laughs> and that's why. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't pay them to say this, by the way. <laughs> well, I paid you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid you. Um, so I really want to start with, um, you know, when we were talking about what we'd love to talk about today, Jan, you said that there's something really new for you that you're experiencing more of. And I, and I, really, I just wanted to start there. What is that? Well, it's, it's a resurgence of the beautiful feeling that 
I first encountered in when I first heard Sid years ago, um, almost 40, well, 44 years ago. But that, um, that beautiful feeling that came in when I realized that my happiness wasn't dependent on other people or events. And I, and all of a sudden I was seeing my life totally differently. And so I, I, this beautiful feeling came into my life that maybe I had experienced when I was a child or, you know, some points in my life, but, but never as solid as when it came in. And so over the years, I've been uh, experiencing different levels of that feeling. And, and generally, my life is, I mean, it's never been the same since I first had that realization that I'm creating my experience. But lately, I, I would say in the last few months, there's been a, like a whole other level of discovering that feeling. And, and it's beautiful because it's totally attached to how I'm looking at life. And so that's what is so wonderful to me that the, the learning is ongoing. And so I'll, I'll always be looking at life in, in whatever way I'm looking at it at the moment. But I, for, for myself, it's generally uh, getting more and more beautiful, even though I have times when it plateaus or I go through things. But generally, it's leading me in a beautiful direction. And, and it occurred to me a few months ago that out of nowhere, it just occurred to me, it's so much easier to feel love than to feel judgment. Because like everybody else, I have my, my perceptions of other people and, and they're always weighed against my, the way I look at life and whether they're the way other people are acting or thinking agrees with the way my opinion of what life is. And so, so I go through those periods where I, I'm not feeling that beautiful feeling when I'm around other people, but it just, it just, I don't know where it came to me. Wow. When you just feel love and you don't question uh, other people's motives or what they're thinking or how they're acting, you just disregard all that and you just feel love. That's such an easier way to live your life. Yeah, I totally and utterly agree. <laughs> the judgments and the um, and the over analysis and the rumination. Oh, just it just makes life so difficult in a lot of ways. Like I remember um, one one holiday came, coming back with Mark, my ex-husband, and we were at the uh, train station waiting for our train. And um, I was on my phone um, and he's like, I'm going to go off now and I'm going to go to the platform. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so he goes off to the platform and I'm then going, okay, I probably need to go now. Where is the platform? And <laughs> I thought I knew where the platform was. So I went where I thought the platform was and I was wrong. And they told me you have to go upstairs. So at this point, I'm really cutting it fine. Um, and I suddenly go into this major, major judgment, overwhelm. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Why did I do this? Why, why did I leave it till the last minute? I can't find it. Oh my God, my ticket, where's my ticket? Oh gosh, my ticket. 
So there I am attempting to like, first of all, see if I can find my ticket on my phone, which I can't. I phone Mark and say, hey, can you come back? Do you have the ticket? And he's like, no, I'm on the platform. I say, can you come back? And so he comes back and he, we have this major row at the ticket. At like, Because we have to show our tickets, otherwise we can't get on the platform. And he's like, I'm going. So he goes off. I miss my train. At this point, I'm like, Oh, you know, and just getting really upset about the whole thing. I still can't find my ticket. I'm like, oh, it's on my phone here somewhere. Anyway, so I'm really upset by this point. Can't find my ticket. My husband's buggered off to Valencia on his own and left me in Madrid. And this is like this big drama. So I have to go, you know, go to the ticket office and have to get a new ticket and buy a new ticket. And it's just, Anyway, so I'm sitting there waiting to speak to somebody. And at which point my head starts to calm down again. And <laughs> I press a button and the ticket appears. Uh. And I suddenly realized, oh my goodness, this is how I used to do life most of the time. Mm. Not being able to see the ticket or not being able to see what's right in front of me. That's quite the story. That really has a lot of meaning. I'm sure everybody can relate to that story. (laughs) Life's so much easier to navigate when you're not caught up. And uh, Mm -hmm. I would have been able to have found the ticket if I hadn't completely. (laughs) Definitely. That's a beautiful story, Marina. I couldn't see. And that, that set the tone for the rest of your day. And like, that's what, what strikes me and what came into my head was that this feeling I've been having lately, but like the after effects of that feeling of how it's so much easier just to give up and just feel love instead of the judgment and the friction Hmm. that, that after that insight, which wasn't a new insight in a way, it was just a deeper look at that. I saw that playing out in my life till just like recently, how when I, see that, that my keeping a nice feeling for myself really does affect the world around me. It's amazing. Mm. Um, I get to enjoy the feeling, but also I, I just see the difference in, in how the days play out and how there, there's more harmony all around me and the people I'm with. And um, I remember years ago, I used to, it, it hit me one time when our children were little and they were at home with us and on the weekends, I'd, if I, all of a sudden, we were all together. The kids were home from school. We were home from work. And it seemed like there was this thing that would happen. On Saturday morning, there would be an upset of some kind. And, and I don't know why that would happen, but it would, it would happen. And one time, I just caught on to it. And I thought, well, if I don't engage in, in any kind of negative feeling or tiredness, feelings of tiredness that are going on with with others, or if I'm feeling that, those um, feelings of being tired, or um, then it's amazing how that can affect the whole weekend. So what I started to see was after that insight, we'd have all the, we'd always have these beautiful weekends. So instead of having two days off together, all of us, that we, we would have a nicer experience. And and it seemed like all I had to do was get it for myself. And so recently, when we've been spending a lot of family time over the summer, and I've had that, that 
kind of similar story come back to me that if I just take care of myself and don't get caught up in what's going on with everybody around me, whether they're um, in a good mood or, or, or tired or whatever, that, and I just trust in everybody that they're just where they're at. And, and all I have to do is just take care of myself and love them no matter where they're at. And it's been amazing because I've watched it just ha- create this, this nicer and nicer environment with, with my loved ones. And, and so it, again, it's, it's ongoing learning because I feel that life is showing up nicer and nicer. The more I just give into it and surrender that love really is what joins us together. And and I know that some days I, I may, um, and and I still even recently I'll, I'll uh, be overreactive and, and snap at somebody or say you know just in, or make a judgment that was unfounded and I and I think well you did that you know and that was totally unfounded so those little things still happen but the overall flow is towards this feeling that. We know we all love each other, you know, and 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 so in our in our family, and so there's there's less and less getting caught up in those little, you know, in that friction of little things that are annoying and uh, and little behaviors that we think, oh yeah, um, that person is treating me this way or they're not respectful or whatever. When I when I ignore that those kind of thoughts. And just get, have that trust. I'm just again, like a like um, in kindergarten, learning this all over again. I love what you just said, which is this: that that of course we love each other. Like there's a sense of just knowing that actually that is the truth. That there is love always. I wrote down here: love is always the answer. Mm. <laughs> I know it sounds so cliche, right? But there's something in cliches for me. <laughs> that's, that's that's guided me through my whole life. That that little phrase. I love it, and I and and I want to go back to this. I know we've t- well, you know shared the story about why it's easier to love, but for those that are listening in, and this is really new to them, because obviously you've been looking in this direction now for 44 years. I can't even begin to imagine what experience you must have in your life, like how, how that to be in your body, it must be quite blissful. <laughs> Honestly, no different than, than everyone else. <laughs> I, I know that I, I go through the same things, but it's almost like, and, and I don't like that thing too much about that other, it's another cliche about being the observer, but, but I'm able to mm-hmm. um, have my happiness in spite of the fact that I'm ordinary and I go through those same things that everybody goes through. So how does that help? Let's say when you said, you know, it's easier to love for those that are listening in that are like, well, how is that? How, how is that? How is it easier to love when I've been living in a world that's of fear and stress and overwhelm and possibly, shouting at my kids and, you know, not getting on well with my partner and 
how is it that it's easier to love? Because anytime I attempt to do that, everything goes wrong. Like what, what does, what does that mean in terms of, yeah. Well, I, the first thing that comes to mind is that I experienced that same, those same kind of anxieties or discomforts, but when you have the, the foundation of knowing that nothing out there can create your happiness or unhappiness, it, it grows. And so I may not, I, I have those same experiences of being sometimes looking at my people around me and just, and just feeling negative, like really negative, but th- that's becoming less frequent. And generally the happiness is taking over more. So it, so for me, and it's not about the 44 years that I've taken, that it takes that long to get to the place where it doesn't come up as much mm-hmm. that those things, other people's behavior upsets me or bothers me, but because anybody can, can go there at any moment, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with how long you learn about the principles, which are what, what I learned from from Sid was that mind consciousness and thought and how that our experience as human beings is possible because we have that uh, that consciousness and ability to think and then that mind which is that connection to the universal you know so I I know my life is so much nicer than it was those 44 years ago and I, and if I look back I think I don't know, how could I even stand living in that reality that I was living in my head? Like I was so paranoid and, and easily upset and everything. However, it, it, it's not about time. Because there's something really, there's something way deeper than in this conversation than just, I'm this human being that sometimes I feel good and sometimes I feel bad. There's There's this, learning for me to see that the 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 moment that we're in right now the, the the where we are in this moment in the now is really all that exists and so i could drag forward like i used to drag forward all the grudges and all my unhappy memories and just keep dragging them forward just carrying them around with me and thinking that was reality and now I'm just learning again. It's like kindergarten every day, just to see that the reality is is what you can't see. And so when I see other people's behavior or I judge them, or that I, that's a false reality. If it's made up of my thinking, it's a false reality. So it's it's learning more and more to trust that there's something deeper that we don't necessarily see as human beings. Like you said, you weren't seeing what was right in front of you. And that's what happens when we, we believe in, in our thinking as opposed to believing in who we really are on the inside. That's where we really see the rea- true reality. And so to me, it's a matter of just noticing when my mind is getting too busy and, and, and just looking out there for in the world for what's bothering me and, and trying to justify my, my 
feelings of being upset with someone or just catching myself or when I'm in a moment of just at peace, whether I'm in my garden and, and just bedheading the roses or something like that. So just seeing the difference is enough to keep moving myself towards that true self is what I call it, where everything is already perfect. There, and I really believe that. I believe that inside all of us is a place where there really aren't any problems, where no one can hurt us. And I mean, that's a really pure state and, and we don't have complete access to that in every moment. But, but just to know that it's there is enough to have like a, a reference point so that when life feels bad, I know that that's, that's got to be a false reality if it feels bad because life isn't meant to feel bad. Hmm. Yeah, I had an insight about two months ago when <sighs> what I heard was, what if all of this is here for your joy? Mm. including your son. <laughs> Beautiful. And I, I wrote a post today about this because it's something that's quite new for me too, which is this role of motherhood, like taking it very seriously and living it as if it's an obligation, not living it joyfully, but living it from get your shoes on, eat your food, survival versus something deeper and more beautiful and joyous and celebratory and fun and kind of connecting back into that joyful place that we all experience even as, as adults. Um, if we let ourselves, right. If we let ourselves like what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I've realized that I don't let myself not in this area, like in other areas, my work, when I interact with people can have a real giggle and laugh and, but the area of motherhood is a serious thing. Mm -hmm. And so I noticed recently, like in the last couple of days, that I've actually wanted to spend time with Leo on my own with him, which is very new because I would dread it hugely beforehand and because I would have to entertain him or he was going to be like um, taking away my, um, my energy. But actually... I just noticed yesterday, I was like, oh my God, this is actually fun to hang out with myself. <laughs> That's wonderful. And that shows that you, you've been learning something deeper in life, if that's the affect of it or the effect of it. Yeah, and Jen, do you find this like, you seem to be the last person to know about that. <laughs> Like, I'm like, oh, my God, that's a surprise. Who, told, who knew? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my, any mother would say the same because now I'm a grandmother. And, but I remember that, that feeling of 
because it is, there's so much you have to give when, when you're a mother. And, but there is something about, like, I know that Leo now is, has, shares his thoughts with you and you have able to have conversations. And to me, that's a beautiful turning point because not that you can't experience that closeness before they start talking and sharing things, but, but I had an experience with watching our grandsons recently where one of our grandsons, before he went to bed, he'd start talking with me. And before I would be like, um, in the last visits before um, with them, I would be, as as soon as they get to bed, that's like a a big sigh of relief. Yeah, we did our duty for today. Yeah. Now it's my evening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just waiting. I actually was talking to a friend of mine. She goes, I wait for five hours every day until he goes to sleep. Isn't that interesting? And I know we all have done that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. And so what happened with me over this visit was that (laughs) I, I, I didn't realize that I'd let go of that. I didn't even notice it. But what I found was happening was I was sitting and talking with our grandson before bedtime and absolutely enjoying, not just enjoying it, but being so moved that he was sharing all these um, experiences that he's been having of, of how much he's enjoying this program that he's in where they go into the woods and, and they learn things and, and all about nature. And, and I, I just saw his innocence. And I mean, during the day, sometimes he'd been a little stinker during the day. but <laughs> <laughs> So we'd had our moments. But it, it was just like this transformation of just sitting there um, and just like adult to adult. That's what it felt like. And uh, it's definitely soul to soul. And I didn't even realize that I had totally let go of that thing of okay you go to bed now it's my time and and uh, without kids right but so I totally relate to that what you're saying and I but see it's beautiful that you're feeling it now as as the mom of of a young child and not waiting well, yeah, I mean, you know, this whole waiting thing is, is just really interesting, waiting until they get older, waiting until they go to bed, waiting until, waiting until, right? Like, that's just yeah. what come, comes to me is we're waiting, <laughs> waiting until we die, waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting until the next moment, mm-hmm. the hope that it might be better, but not realizing that actually it can be beautiful right now. We don't have to wait for that. Um. And it and it's just that's kind of it feels to me that that's what's been happening more of the time for me now. Where it's like there's less waiting, more being right now. And well, yeah, there are moments where I go back into the like blah blah. blah. Um, what's interesting is if anybody's listening to this and going, "Yeah, it's all great for you guys." it's accessible to all of us, right, Dan? Yes, exactly. You've seen, you've seen miracles. Like I'd love you to share because of the work that you've done and every time you share something like from the prison work that you did, like I'd love, 
I don't know, that's what comes to mind is to really access one of those amazing miracle stories of love. Well, you probably heard this one a few months ago. And because uh, we, I shared it in a, in a talk and you were at the top. You may not remember the story, but as soon as you said prison, I, I thought of um, the, the time when we were in a, a program sharing with women who'd been in prison, but now we're in a treatment center where they were learning to reenter society. And so it would be on a Saturday morning and we had already, we were working in a prison at the same time, but now we were working in this treatment center, residential center. And women would show up from all over Florida and had been bussed in the night before from prisons all over Florida. And so on the Saturday morning, there would be people that we already knew from the prison we worked at. There would be people that had been in the the program for a few weeks. They'd they'd come in from their prison a few weeks before. But this one particular Saturday, there was this woman who had just arrived the day before. So she was new to the group. And we were going around the room introducing each other. And this woman who was just very, seemed very composed and very, um, um, seemed really had her, had herself together, you know, and, but when she, as soon as she introduced herself, she, she said, well, the first thing she said was, um, my mother is watching my grant, my son and my brother's in prison and, and I've been in prison and, and my poor mother has had to, you know, like we've, I, I feel like I've been, I'm ruining her life and, and my, my son's life because my mother is suffering from severe depression and she's on heavy medication. And my son, I, I think her son was seven years old, is living with her, but he's in the house all the time. Be, after school, he just sits and watch TV. He doesn't go outside. That's, that's all she can do to take care of him is just to keep him in front of the TV and send him to school. And, uh, and she's, and so she said, that's, that's my life. You know, that's, that's what I, what I, how I messed up my mother's life and, and my son's life. And all all I could see when looking at this woman was how much she loved her, how she cared about her mother and her son. You know, that's what I heard. And so I, I just, after she finished sharing with the group, I said, I said, well, I see you as an absolutely beautiful mother and a beautiful daughter who really loves your mom and really loves your son. And she just started to sob. It hadn't occurred to her that she was anything but a terrible mother, a terrible daughter. And so we talked a bit more, whatever, you know, in the, in the session and, um, I know I'm sure she came up and we had a hug afterwards because that was that what we, what we did. I mean, people would be so moved by what they were learning, you know, that to see their innocence. That was the basis of our program was to help these women see their innocence. Mm-hmm. And so the next week or the week after, well, the next week she came in and she was absolutely like a new person. She was seeing her own beauty and seeing herself without all that guilt. And uh, but I think it was a couple weeks later when she said that her mother, who lived maybe like in a little town a few hours from the treatment center, her, she had sent her mother a copy of the Enlightened Gardener, which is 
one of the books we used in the program for the women and uh, Sydney Banks book. But anyway, she said, my mother read the book and she was so moved by it that she, 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 all of a sudden she just saw herself as healthy. She didn't see herself as, as mentally ill and she just became happy. And she said, so now my mother is taking my son out to play and letting him ride his bike after school. And, and my mother, her, the mother went to the, a ther- her therapist and, and told her, you know, that, that she, she now felt ha- healthy and, and uh, not mentally ill. And, and the mother was telling her friends and her in this little community that she lived and her sister. And, and so that, to me, was the most amazing story because what I really saw was that woman mm-hmm. who came in off the bus, she saw herself with love first, and that changed the world all around her. That's such a moving story. And, and what I hear in that is it can happen in any moment. We don't need to wait again until, <laughs> you know, for those of you that are wondering, well, why do, when will it happen to me? <laughs> That's one of the mysteries, right? It is. It is. But, but the beauty is, I mean, when I shared that story just now, it just woke up a whole new deeper feeling in me of love because remembering that that incident and and the power of love that to me is what I would love people to hear is that you don't know when that feeling is going to hit you but you can trust that it will it may not you can't make it happen I can't make myself feel better or feel love but I know now that I'm experiencing more of it in my life then it's not as much of a, uh, I don't have this worry, like, well, will I ever feel it again? I, I just trust that I don't necessarily wake up every day with that, you know, warm, fuzzy feeling towards everybody. But I know that it will keep coming back to me. And that when it does, it really is the answer to everything. It really is the answer to, to life, that, that beautiful feeling. And when you trust that no matter how things bad things are, because I'm telling you, when I first heard about that fact that no one else can create my happiness or take it away, that there was a learning in that, that I, I'm still unfolding. It's still unfolding mm-hmm. to me to this day. And, that, and so I started to realize that when I'm getting that beautiful feeling, that's me being who I really am. And when I'm not feeling it, that's okay because it's still in there somewhere. And because I'm not experiencing it doesn't mean it's not there. It's like we take, we, we accept a lot of things every day on faith, you know, <laughs> that, we, that we're not going to fall off the earth, you know, like we trust in gravity. So we, we know we're not going to spin off into the universe. So there's a lot of things we take on faith, you know, and that the sun will come up in the morning and, so, so why not that? Like, why not trust that happiness will always is always in there, and it surfaces when when it's when it surfaces. Yeah, and once again, it goes back to this waiting until, right? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. We don't need to wait until it's such a it's such an illusory mind field. Um, but I love that story because once again, it goes to show that it's universal, that this, this feeling is universal to everyone. 
it's not just you or me or you know the people that I bring onto the podcast it's it's universal to each and every one of us and that and that innate health is inside of all of us right that's beautiful that's I absolutely believe that and even when people don't believe it like I was just thinking of somebody that I've been talking with for about a year now actually and just recently they decided they wanted to just explore this on their own that they wanted to see without me helping guide them because it was somebody who was very very severely depressed and and so I watched that person just trust in this and yet still still struggling but but knowing that there there is something inside and just that knowing that even though all the feelings of depression haven't gone away they're managing to live with that knowing that it's not going to be there forever and that they're starting to see that they do have beautiful experiences during the day but but somehow if we've been told or we've told ourselves that we're a depressed person or we're this kind of person or that kind of person that that clouds everything but people can learn to still have that thought and yet get happier and happier yeah that was very new for me recently to hear that 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 you could still have those feelings and yet not have them bother you so much like it's okay I'm feeling this but it doesn't need to bother me in the way that it used to or it doesn't actually bother me in the way that it used to Mm -hmm. like insight will show up and then that's it you're cured it's more like because it's not even about hearing but it's like it gives space to something that maybe had bothered you a lot beforehand and that's beautiful to have those little what, what, how will I call it? Like we call it a look in the mirror mm. where you, you assume, well, life, my life really hasn't changed. It's because that's partly what was going on with this person that I had been so depressed. They'd say, well, I'm bad. I just had this bad week. I still feel bad. But then they'd tell me about all the wonderful things they've been doing that they never used to do before. Cause they would, they were just totally not, not even getting out of the house. And, and so I, that's the look in the mirror to say, yeah, my life has changed. Mm. And, and I think that's really important to have those looks and, and see that because that, again, there's a reference point that life is getting nicer. And part of us is so stubborn to try, like your personal self just is always trying to convince, you know, it's bad. It's that life there are things out there that are affecting your happiness or preventing it or whatever. So that's what our personal self wants to believe. Right. And so it's like overriding our personal self. When you were talking about that client, I, a client of mine came to mind who had been suffering with, so with depression for five years. Um, and just like we had a conversation and I, it was, you know, it's so interesting, isn't it? It's just like a throwaway comment, like a throwaway comment and suddenly your soul hears something that's so like, what did you just say? Um, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> what did I just say? Right. <laughs> right. Um, and she said, like, she re-emailed me later to say, I don't know what just happened, but all of that depressive thinking has just disappeared. Wow. In that one moment, in that one 
we still to this day don't know <laughs> that's what beautiful what was said or mm-hmm. but she's spent so much time in like wanting to get rid of it and ruminating over it and then just that one moment it just it just stopped it just all fell away that's beautiful marina yeah i mean for her it was amazing um you know it just took years off Mm. it just took years off and it, it you know something comes to mind now which is um why why have we ever thought that it wouldn't be working this way that we wouldn't be able mm. to like just as when we cut ourselves the body heals like i don't why is the mind any different mm-hmm. it's the energy right exactly Exactly. Hmm. So, Jan, thank you so much for this evening. Oh, I enjoyed talking with you so much, Marina. And I love your stories. And and just, again, that beautiful feeling that you have. There's there's something um, really beautiful about people that, that just smile so easily. And that's how I see you. <laughs> Your lightheartedness, that is such a gift. That's such a gift. And I see that. That's how I think of you. We have, um, it's so funny, you know, Jan, because I, I find it really interesting that that word is used to describe me. Because if I look back on my life, like for the first 20 years of it, or let's say for the first from about my teens until I was about 33 or four, I would never have known it. I think anybody ever <laughs> would have described me as like, uh, um, I certainly wouldn't have done. And what I find absolutely fascinating is that you discover things about yourself or self or who you are. You didn't even know existed. Like I never knew that I would like, I never knew I was this funny, (laughs) but you know, like I never knew that that's actually something that I was so lighthearted or that I could bring joy to other people or that we could have conversations and laugh a lot. Like to me, that was just completely inconceivable. Mm. And it's interesting though. I bet, I bet it'll, some days some things will occur to you where you remember moments when you were, because like Chip says, my husband, who you interviewed, he was amazed at how, in spite of all the things that had be- happened bad for him as a child, it occurred to him one day that people say you block out negative things. Well, he realized he blocked out beautiful things about his dad. So I wouldn't be surprised if some sometimes little things will occur to you where you were that lighthearted in the moment. Well, actually, yes. And mm-hmm. funnily enough, in the in the sort of first instance of describing this podcast and why I created it, um, the whole point of this is the joy of being. So it's all about lightheartedness anyway. And one of the things that came to me, and it was funny, it came to me in a dream. And it became very obvious to me that I wanted to have these sort of like funny conversations. Because actually, when I was younger, um, 
I was always, always, always be given the cameo role in any play that I was ever put in. <laughs> like, isn't that funny, right? So here I'm going, yeah, it was, it was difficult. But actually, when I look back, I was always given the funny part. You uh-huh. know, the dumb gangster, the turtle in Alice in Wonderland. I think there was a turtle in that. Anyway, there wasn't in our play. He was the dumb turtle and had was, was goofy. Um, always sort of the... The cameo role. I was never given the main part, but I was always given the one that would be goofy. And so it, <laughs> it, it kind of occurs to me that, yes, thanks for the reminder and holding up the mirror. Come full circle, which is really lovely. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's been great. Thank you, Marina. Thank you so much. And for everybody that's been listening, oh, yes, if people want to contact you, Jan, how can they do that? We have a website vantageconsult.com and my email is jan at vantageconsult.com wonderful so if um we'll put it in the show notes so that anybody wants to contact you that they can directly and if you do get the chance to reach out to them please do because they are just such wonderful human beings and your life won't be the same again so thank you thank you thank you jan and thank you for everybody that's been listening today i hope it's been useful until the next time bye for now Bye, everybody. Bye, Marina. And there we have it, another amazing episode of The Joy of Being. If you enjoyed this podcast, you may well enjoy the book as well. You can either download a free chapter, www.marinapearson.com slash chapter, where I go into much more depth into how we can create more time and space as mum. And if that doesn't fly and you're more curious about getting the entire book, then you can do that too at www.marinapearson.com slash book. Until the next time, remember, you are the joy you seek.